This is the Let's Get Real Estate Show with your host, Danielle Chason. Full-time investor, strategic consultant, motivational coach, sought-after speaker, and host of your number one real estate investing show, Let's Get Real Estate, where real people are doing real estate. Hey, everybody, and welcome back to the Let's Get Real Estate podcast. This is Danielle Chason here. I am your host of the podcast, and today I have Adriana Ostampenko with me and I'm super excited to have Adriana on because like me she's a full-time real estate investor mom of two and juggling all kinds of stuff supporting um, work with um, the real estate investing and she's supporting her husband's work in the construction business and trying to be a mom and all of that crazy stuff so Adriana I know you got a lot on your plate I can totally identify with you that's why I'm so excited to have you on um, maybe we can talk about that a little bit, but welcome to the show, Adriana. Woo, woo. <laughs> thanks, Danielle. It's such a pleasure to be here. Obviously, it's a pleasure to hang out with you. Oh, thanks. Yeah. I'm just, um, Adriana, where do we start with you? I want to, I want to, um, let's start here. Let's start here. I want to start where you started in real estate because your backstory is this. So you had a construction business with your husband and you still have actually, right? And then um, you got the real estate bug through doing work for clients that were investors. Isn't that right? That's right. That's correct. Yeah. Yeah. And then you got the bug and then you joined a couple of real estate groups, found out that there's, hey, the whole world outside of uh, what you knew to be real estate. I think for most people, I think we think, okay, real estate means, you know, you buy something and you rent it out and become a landlord, but there is a whole other world behind that. And so, um, so what did you do in order to break into the real estate space? Yeah, it was such an interesting journey from having that first interaction with those investors and really just getting a grasp for the fact that uh, they don't seem to be particularly, uh, you know, way ahead of us in life or something. And I'm like, if they're doing this, it just gave me, it just normalized it for me. I'm like, if they're doing these, they were doing really high end flips uh, out in Caledon here in the GTA and we were being hired to deliver flips. So it just clicked. And I said, okay, how could we just not do the work, but actually own the properties and make the profits? Um, which just, you know, gave me that little first light bulb, led me to some education about about this. So I did go through a path of education and, uh, you know, learned more about it and immediately clicked with me, although there was so much to learn. We clicked on the potential of real estate and uh, how, how much it made sense. Uh, and it really led us to to start start investing. We started with a, a, a very common strategy for a lot of people who start with zero money like we did, which is house hacking. Uh, and that's exactly where we started ourselves. Can you expand a little bit on what house hacking is for the viewers or the, um, the listeners that are on that might not know what that means exactly? Yeah, exactly. Sure, of course. So house hacking really means that you start off your investing uh, by using your primary residence. So you're just using creative strategies to use the, the current place that you live in to get started in real estate. In our case, we had just recently bought about a year before we did our education, we had bought a townhouse in Mississauga here in the GTA, and had really put all of our savings as a down payment to this home. Now, at the time, I was on maternity leave, and my husband was just starting uh, his construction business and, um, you know, at the very beginning stages. So we were really didn't have any resources to get started. And that's that's when we attended the education and we 
immediately felt stuck and how do we how do we go about doing this the only thing we really had was our primary home well you got to start somewhere right and so um and then you took that townhouse and then you made it into a duplex right that's right. So that was my first experience with conversions, really going through the process from, you know, with working with a, a draftsperson to put together a plan to apply to the city of Mississauga. I actually has, I have a funny story about that because it's a townhouse. So for the first five times I went to the city to discuss the plans to convert this into a legal duplex, I heard a no. And it's very quickly, but this is also my personality, learned the, the, uh, the power of persistence. Because ultimately, I was targeting immediately. I'm like, so why a no? It's a no because you can't create a separate entrance. It's, it's a townhouse. Um, okay, so how about if I create a separate entrance inside the house? It so happened that the stairs to the basement was right at the entrance. So what if I put a wall and a door here? Can we use that? Okay, sure, I guess you could. But no. But why not? Because you don't have an extra parking spot. And I'm like, well, can you show me the bylaws where it says we went? I went through the bylaws with them to figure out that if the house had been built, you know, at a certain period of time, that didn't apply. So went through a lot of stages of hearing no's and uh, and pursuing, persisting. Because my philosophy is keep asking, keep knocking until you hear that final no. Even then, there's always another way around it. So kept pushing, got the permits from the city. We did a, a legal basement apartment in our house and got it rented out right away. It was an amazing experience for us in, in getting started in real estate. It was an additional, you know, $1,200 we were getting a month uh, of income and that we had never experienced before and really got the bug there as well. Um, yeah, that was how we got started. And the nice thing about doing a duplex conversion like that too is the value of the property would have gone up substantially too right so what the work the the amount of investment that you were doing in the property and the amount of work that you were putting into it uh would have come back to you multiple times not just in the, the amount like the value of your property didn't just go up by the amount of money that you put into it it exponentially uh went up right that's correct and this is where our house hacking continued because by the time we were done uh, we were still in a position where the money was in the property, wasn't in our pockets. And we were still in a similar situation with our qualifying power. So we decided to sell our house, which is um, crazy to a lot of people. Uh, but to us, it made sense because we knew that there was so much more that we could go towards. There was so much more we could do in real estate and we were ready to do a jump. So we sold our house, moved into a rental in the area same school zone for the kids, actually much nicer home, detached, and uh, use those funds to start our investing career. And then so what did you do with that? That's right. So then we, uh, we implemented one of the strategies we were taught when we were doing our education, which was drive for dollars. So really, we went looking for a place that made sense to buy. In that case, this is back in 2018, we bought a single family home in Hamilton, Something that I really focused on from the beginning was trying to really understand, because I went through the process with our house in Mississauga, I knew that I needed to check zoning. So really spent some time figuring out where would the most optimal place to purchase in Hamilton and figured it out, uh, well, where the LRT zoning had come into place. And they were allowing for mid to high density. So 
went went to that area, bought a very rundown single family home. It was quite a large home. And we went through the process of converting it into a legal fourplex. That's awesome. And you still own that today? So we just sold that this year. We just like oh. that asset. Yeah. <laughs> it, it did really well for us. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. So, um, so for the listeners that are out there, you know, buying real estate isn't just buying and holding and waiting until you got enough equity or appreciation, you know, to pull out and then reinvest. You can do it creatively by selling and reallocating. I think the problem for some people is that when they sell, they don't reallocate or reinvest that money elsewhere. But it is one strategy that you can use where you can grow a lot quicker, a lot faster, because you pull out that equity, reinvest it somewhere else, do, you know, an, an improvement to increase the value of the home and uplift, you know, the home, in your case, a home into a fourplex, which is amazing. I love that. So I want to talk about the challenges that, um, oh, wait a minute. And on that note, so you sold those ones, but I think um, to date, you've got 38 doors under management. Is that right? That's right. 38. And you started this when? Uh, so we, we did our education in 2017. That's when we started working in our own house. Right. So 2017 on the townhouse and we're just over four years in and you're at 38 doors. And that is just amazing. Amazing. Yeah, it's very exciting. It's uh, I, it, so to your point earlier, being able to sell the first house, although scary, uh, really gave us the boost to get to where we are now. And then being able to sell these houses, uh, we just liquidated two properties this year, has is allowing us to be able to scale even further uh, into apartment building acquisitions. Right. And you currently have a 24 unit. And so like, that's where like, it just really starts growing and you start kind of exponentially growing. And and here's the thing I also want to point out. I happen to my audience. I just want you guys to know. I know Adriana personally. Um, we've gotten to know each other quite well. Um, and and so I, I might have some intimate knowledge a little bit about her background and portfolio. But here's what I'm going to say. A little, maybe a little too much. Yes. <laughs> but here's what I want to say. Um, you have, when you, a lot of people that are out there, and this is what I want the audience to know. A lot of people that are out there, have limiting beliefs over what they can and can't do and whether or not they can or cannot go into the real estate space. You come from a background that uh, was just a regular working class people, save your money, buy bonds. You know, they didn't invest on high level, like bonds, pretty much it, um, you know, work hard, you know, try to save what you can for retirement. Right. And yeah. yourself, you and your husband own a construction company. Now everybody knows how hard it is to get financing when you're self-employed. And you also were on mat leave because you have little kids, right? And you were on mat leave for a long time. And then you worked for, and still do work for your husband. So um, so having said all of that, I just want my audience to know that, hey, just because you're self-employed and just because maybe you don't have the income doesn't mean you can't make it happen. So I want to talk to you, Adriana, about, and I think it'd be really beneficial to the audience to talk about you know, those limiting beliefs, like how do you go from not being able to qualify for a mortgage, not having the income on paper that the banks want, not being able to check off, you know, those check boxes that the bank needs you to check off to owning a 24 unit apartment building and then some, like you've got a few quads and you got the apartment building. So like, I'm just curious, because I think it'd be really beneficial for the audience to hear 
you know, how you were like, how you were able to transition into that? Yeah, that's an amazing question. Because ultimately, the way I see this, uh, it's a process of becoming. Uh, once you have your goals and, and those things that you'd like to accomplish, now you are setting out on a journey to become the person who's going to accomplish those goals. Because I wasn't that person originally. And it took, um, you know, a process of really growing and expanding and learning and pushing myself and, and self-awareness, a lot of clarity on like, you know, my my beliefs. And I really stop and I think, does this belief serve me? For example, like debt, a lot of people have problem with debt, I don't want to get and this was my family, my family was completely it still is to an extent, they've certainly converted over and invest with us now, but just really against debt. And as you know, the real estate is, is a game is, is a game of, you know, uh, good, the good type of debt. But ultimately, being able to get comfortable with that took took a journey on my own of understanding what's wrong with that. And um can it serve me? Yes, it can. So how can I switch that pattern of belief that I have because it doesn't serve me and be able to expand into a new belief that actually I can leverage a lot of money here with really low interest rates to grow wealth beyond our imagination. It's been only four years. It's crazy to think it's only been you know, a short amount of time that we've been doing this, but it completely changed our lives. It changed the landscape of not only for us, but our family. And that's absolutely incredible through a process of really changing your beliefs, questioning uh, where are they coming from and do they serve you? And if they don't, what? go find other beliefs. Go figure out who else is doing the things that you want to be doing that are accomplishing the things you want to be accomplishing. What, what do they believe in and how do they operate? Because uh, it just really normalizes this for you, Um you know, how to do something like this. We went from, you know, owning, you know, that duplex to a fourplex to two fourplexes to now we bought a seven unit, a 24 unit and have a six unit in a contract in one year, which is absolutely crazy for us. <laughs> so, okay. So, but on that, with the belief system and those limiting beliefs, what is the one thing that, you know, what was the one limiting belief that was really holding you back that you broke through? I think, I think the fear of failure, ultimately, it gets to a lot of people because if you, like, I sold my house. <laughs> I had two little kids. My family was like, you're insane. Like, you joined the cult. What happened? Something happened. We had recently bought the house. We just finished renovating. We not only finished the basement, we renovated the whole upstairs. Um, and my family just looked at me and my friends at the time and my network at the time just looked at me and thought I was crazy. And it, 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 you feel a little crazy uh, at the time as well. And you're like, okay. And I went in with the perspective of if I crash and burn, which by the way, um, although lots of learning lessons, it has not happened, thankfully. And I'm so grateful for that. But it, my feeling was if I crash and burn on this experience, what do I have to lose? And what do I have to gain? If I get this, and even if it goes terribly wrong, it's okay. It's not a failure. It's only a failure if you stop moving. It's a, it's a learning lesson. I'm going to learn. I'm going to do it better next time. And I'm going to keep pushing forward until I get to my goals. And that perspective really gave me a lot of motivation to move forward. Don't get me wrong. It was a massive learning lesson taking that fourplex on. It was a ton of work. And uh, I'm glad to share the experience anytime with anybody who wants to touch base on that. But uh, it really gave us that first, hey, 
I can do this. We bought that property for $340,000 um, back in the summer of 2018. We put in nine months of work on it to convert it into a legal fourplex. We refinanced it within the same year at $700,000. And that alone gave me that first boost confidence of like, yep, <laughs> we can do this. We're on the right path. Let's keep going. So here's an interesting thing. It's hard enough to sell your home, but to sell your home and then go into a rental, like that's massive. Like in order to be able to do that, you're undertaking and accepting a lot of risk because ultimately you're giving up your home that you own in order to move into a rental, invest the money from your home and hope it works out. So like just the mental, right? So just the mental... I don't know, the mental strength and capacity to make that move, it's ballsy. It's 100% ballsy. But what would you say was the one thing that allowed, because, well, first of all, you feel like you're taking a step back. I mean, you're going from being a homeowner into a rental, right? So you feel like you're taking a big step back. And then you don't qualify because you're self-employed. If it doesn't work out, am I ever going to get financing again to buy another home is another question, right? So, but you, how do you, how do you, what would you say, Adriana, is the one thing that helped you be able to take that ballsy step and give you the confidence in order to know you were doing the right thing? I take on the personality of a learner and I figured like I figured out that I was going to learn and I was going to do better, whatever that took. Um, it also is a mindset shift in how you view things. We went from only our primary uh, that's, you know, even though once we had a basement tenant to give us some income, but we we're still paying into it every month to within three years, only four fourplexes that were cash flowing about, you know, six to $8,000 a month. And so we went from only one home to only four uh, that were not only, you know, not taking anything from us, it, it was paying us. So I could foresee that, you know, not having my primary would allow us to really grow mm -hmm. in other ways. And I wasn't really losing anything. I was just, I just had something to gain um, by learning through the process and then by trusting. So faith uh, or, or belief or, you know, the, the ability to imagine your desired outcome will bring you to a whole new level. Because if you can just imagine it, you start living it, you start believing it, it becomes a reality before it actually is. The ability to see that we could go somewhere far, that we could really build wealth, um, was I think the very first uh, uh, lifeline that I had to be able to imagine a future that was so different than we were currently living at the time. Right. I still, but it's tough. Like even then, like, something had to give you the confidence to be able to, because you didn't know when you sold your primary and you bought the other single family house, you knew you were going to convert it, but you didn't know it was going to then turn into three quads. And then now, you know, a seven and 24 and all that. So like how, what would you say gave you that? Like, was there something, so the mindset shift, just having that belief and being able to, um, imagine it, like you said, um, to imagine your desired outcome and have the confidence to be able to do the work to make it happen. Um, but was there anything, was there anything in particular? Um, or, or would you say it was just a combination of a whole bunch of um, factors that were in your life, like having construction background, having the education, the network, 
Um, like, I'm sure there's a few things that happen, but was there anything in particular that stands out to you? Yeah. I do understand your question. I, I guess it comes to my why, <laughs> really, at the bottom of that. And um, I, I didn't see any other way. Um, to me, we had a couple of things here. One is we have we had our kids, and kids are massive motivated to a lot of people because I want to give them the world. I want to give them, you know, be able to give them and set them up for life, right? There is definitely a lot of motivation that. But we also had a different component to it, which was really our parents uh, that immigrated later in life to Canada and didn't quite have enough resources to retire or live, you know, a, a comfortable life later on. That was I was very aware of that from from early on and realized uh, not only do I have to build wealth for myself, I have to figure out a way to build wealth for myself. I have to build a wealth, you know, to also tra transcend us and, and pass it on to my mom. And one of my biggest whys was to be able to walk into my mom's home and say, here, you're mortgage free. I just paid off your mortgage and really give that kind of freedom to our family. And um that was behind oh, like I'm willing to try you know almost anything but I, which to me like I said it just made sense too like I, I knew that there was a lot of power in what we were doing but I was willing to try it and I, I was willing to risk what we had accumulated up to that point um, to gain much much more in return and be able to be provide a life-changing uh, you know and, and forever going impact in our family life. Right. So I think having a powerful why, if I'm hearing you correctly, having a powerful why that's kind of motivating you and pushing you and having the confidence and then also making that mindset shift, like you said, with um, changing how you looked at things and looking at debt as good debt and all of that kind of really gave you the courage that you needed in order to do that. So kudos to you. That's amazing. That is freaking amazing. Look at you go now. So what would you say though, people that are doing that too, they're, you know, they got to figure out, you know, where do you start? How do you, how do you put that all together? What does it look like? Cause I'm sure it didn't look as clear to you now. Cause now you're essentially running real estate investing business, but in the beginning it doesn't feel that way. So, um, what would, you know, how, how did you put it all together and what would you tell the audience for the listeners out there that are just starting or that are thinking about doing a similar move? Um, how do you, how do you put it all together? Where do you start? Yeah, great question. So going back to a couple of things we just said, having your why clear, you probably hear that a lot and, 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 and generally in the world of wealth building, like you having that motivator that it's going to keep you moving you forward. Um, secondly, having the power of imagination. I know I brought that up earlier and I have, it's always been something that's been so important to me. Uh, allowing yourself, how many of us really allow ourselves to think, um, what is my ideal life? And not put any limits to it, not let our beliefs or our lack of confidence uh, really stop us from imagining what that looks like. Because very often I'll be talking to somebody and they'll be talking, well, I want to be my job for you know, another number of years and then I can do something and I, I like to ask the question, is that really what you want to do? Like, just think about it. If you were to, if you had any choice in the world of how you want to be spending your time, your days, be honest. What would you rather be doing, if anything? Maybe you do like your job, but allowing yourself to really imagine and let, let your imagination take you where it takes you where it goes starts giving you clarity on what kind of life you want to live. Because when people say, I want to be a full-time real estate investor, or I want to do births for a living, 
do you like construction? Because if you don't, <laughs> then you're probably in the in, in the wrong strategy. Uh, you know, do you like uh, do you like oh, I, I want to own all these units and manage myself? Do you like property management? You know, and if you don't know if you like it or not, I think a really great way to gain some clarity in that is talk to somebody who does property management and ask them what does your day look like? What kind of you know things are you talking about? What are you handling? What are your activities? And see if that's a good match for your skill set for your passion. Because ultimately, I feel like what a lot of us want out of real estate investing is freedom. And as we know, Danielle, very well, as being a full-time real estate investor, that could sometimes look not just like that when we're doing this full-time because it's, it is a lot of work. So are you passionate about the tasks you'll be doing if you were to become a full-time real estate investor? Would you be passionate about these specific types of tasks? And if not, that's where you start to gain clarity on what strategy you want to use, how much time you want to commit, what kind of resources you want to allocate to that. Make sure to consider your why and your lifestyle choices from the beginning. Right. That makes a lot of sense. And especially um, like when you are honest with yourself and then you can dial in exactly what you're saying, what I like doing, what I don't like doing, then you can consider, well, do I need a partner? Do I bring somebody else in? Do I delegate or do I change strategies? Yeah, those are, that's all great points. Thank you for sharing that. Um, Ultimately, you know, um, moving forward, you know, if you could give one solid piece of advice to everybody who's listening right now, you know, what would it be? Yeah, that's a good question. I ultimately being able to imagine what your life can look like and then taking the time to become that person that can live that life because nothing is out of your reach. Nothing is impossible. Nothing, you know, anything that you want, you can indeed accomplish. So just allow yourself to imagine as far as you can and as big as you can then work at becoming that person that's going to live that life. And it's so crazy how it just happens and it just comes to you. You're manifesting how you live your life every day. Um, and then sooner rather than later, you're, you're there. And it's it's incredible. So you said something here. Manifest, like imagine it and then work at, you know, work at becoming that person. And I think a lot of people, especially with manifestation, there's some people out there that don't buy into the whole manifest manifestation thing. It's like, well, just because I think it doesn't mean it's going to happen. But ultimately, because there's that missing piece that you just mentioned, and work at becoming that person that you want to be, or work at obtaining the things that you want to get in life. I think there's like, you've done a tremendous amount of work. And I want to give you kudos to that. And it's not easy. Like everybody thinks, because they see what we have, that it just kind of happened. It didn't. It didn't happen. We worked for it and we worked very hard for it. And there's a lot of sweat and tears and self-doubt and, you know, um, problems and fires, little fires, big fires. Um, And so, you know, I just want to give you kudos to that. But I think what you said uh, just warrants being repeated. You have to not just imagine it, not just manifest it, but then work for it, right? Um, Adriana, Adriana Ostapenko, I absolutely love you. I'm so glad that you have come onto the show to share your story with my listeners, because honestly, you know, your story is real. It's real, it's raw, and it's what we all go through. And so, um, I really think that there's a lot of value Uh, that you brought to the table today that's going to help a lot of listeners. And I appreciate you being so open and transparent and sharing 
um, with, with me and with my listeners. Um, for those of you who are on, I just want to thank you as well. Thank you for listening because without you guys, well, it would all be in vain. Um, I love you guys. Thank you for jumping on and listening to the show. Don't forget to like the episode, um, share it. If you feel that somebody could benefit from it, you also need to subscribe and hit that notification bell. So you can be the first to know when we release the next episode. And most importantly, to dear to my heart, comment, comment, comment. Let me know what you think. Share with Adriana. If you connect with her story, comment in the notes below. Adriana, if anybody wants to reach out to you to find out a little bit more, or even potentially work with you um, or partner with you now that you're doing bigger units, I know that you're always looking to work with people and help them and then create win-win strategies. How would they reach out to you? Yeah, thanks. Yeah, absolutely. Feel free to connect if you want to learn more about apartment building investing um, and then or, or would like to do some investing yourself. Uh, reach out on Facebook or Instagram. It's just my name, Adriana Ostapenko. Um, and uh, I'd love to connect and book a time to, to have a conversation. So if you want to find her on Facebook or IG, guys, you just have to type in her name. A it's Adriana, A-D-R-I-A-N-A. Only one N and Ostapenko is O S T E. Oh, sorry, O S T A P E N K O, and that's all going to be in the show notes below. Um, so if you're driving, don't stop, don't pull over, don't write it down, leave it alone. Come back to this or uh, just check the show notes later, guys. It's also up on our website. All of her information is in her bio at letsgetrealestate.com. Uh, sorry, let's get real estate podcast.com. And yeah, Adriana, thank you so, so much. I look forward to when we see each other again and, uh, and get to reconnect. Thank you so much for coming on the show. Thanks for having me. This is Danielle Chason for the let's get real estate podcast where real people are doing real estate. Bye for now. Thanks so much for listening to our podcast and congratulations on improving your education real estate. Please leave a review only if you felt we provided value as it would really help us if you would leave a five-star review so that we can help reach a broader audience. And don't forget to comment what you enjoyed and tell us what you're looking to learn more about. As always, thanks for your support and we'll see you on the next episode.